Rise and it's changing lives. I wanna live till I die, make a difference, right? I wanna give those in need a reason to fight. I wanna live every day like it's my last night. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Experience, the podcast to help you develop a healthy mind and keep your body aligned. My name is Tyler Egan, the one and only. Actually, there's a lot of us out there. I've looked it up on Google before. There's a lot of Tyler Egan's out there. But anyway, I'm the only one that matters. And today we have a good podcast episode planned for you guys. You probably gathered it from the title. And we're going to be talking about how much exercise, how much movement do you need for fat loss and health? So we're going to get into that today. But first, I do want to say thank you to everybody. I really appreciate it. I've been So every Monday morning, I do the podcast for the week. And I usually take that time to check like the statistics to see the downloads. And the downloads just keep going up. I really appreciate you guys. The downloads are up this past quarter, which isn't like – so I guess a quarter would be like January to March. But – this is the last three months. So February 1st, so February, March, and April compared to uh, January, December, and November, my downloads were up 27%, that 20, 27% increase. So yeah, I can't even look up the other three months, but all it's telling me is it's 27% increase. So that's sick. Looking at where the downloads are coming from, I got people from literally all over the world tuning in. So 88% of the downloads come from the US, which makes sense, but 2.5% come from India, another 2.5% from Singapore, what? 2% from Canada, 2% from the UK, 1% from Australia. I mean, there's even countries like Switzerland, Mexico, Nigeria, Poland, Taiwan, and South Africa up on here. Sick, that's so cool. So thank you, everybody. I just got the chills. Thank you so much. I appreciate you all. It means a lot to me. If you guys take anything from these episodes, if you're listening on Apple, if you could leave a rate and review on the on my page on Apple, that would go such a long way with helping me grow the show even more. You guys are already helping me enough. Um, some of you guys shared on your stories and tagged me. I really appreciate that. You can always tag me. I'm ty- at Tyler underscore Egan on Instagram, and then it's just my name on Facebook and um, Twitter and TikTok. It's underscore Tyler underscore Egan. So all the links to that will be in the show notes. So anyway, thank you guys. I appreciate it. And then without any further ado, let's let's get into this, guys. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. So um, actually, you know what? I think I have I've, – I've been thinking about this, and I'm pretty sure – let me pull it up. I set this up a while ago, and I never did it. So I'm going to – for just the podcast listeners, I'm not going to put this anywhere else on social media podcast listeners only will get this um, i'm gonna give you guys a because the podcast has been going so well and everyone is um, sharing and tagging me in it let me i gotta figure out how to i gotta figure out where to go for this but i'm gonna put all i'm gonna give you guys a discount code for my mobility programs if anyone's interested okay here we go i found it so you'll get 50 percent off until the end of the month so we'll call it, we'll call it mobility may yeah yeah, Mobility May sounds cool. Okay, we'll call it Mobility May. And if you type in MOB, M-O-B, for life, L-Y-F-E, so that's all going to be one word, you'll get 50% off any of the programs. Last time I ran a sale like this, people bought like two or three of them at a time. It's going to be your best bet. You can get all three of my programs for 
probably under 50 bucks, which is a fucking steal. So anyway, if you use that code MOB, M-O-B, for the number four, life, spelled L-Y-F-E, um, until the end of the month, you'll get 50% off all my mobility programs. So just for the podcast listeners only, just for you. Okay, so I'm going to do that. Now, let's get into today's episode, which is going to be, I'm going to drink this coffee. And that's the episode. That's the episode, guys. Me slurping down my coffee. So just kidding. Anyway, how much movement, how much exercise do you need for fat loss and health? Let's get into this, okay? I want to start by clarifying one thing. When I say working out and exercise, it's gonna, those, are gonna be, those two words are interchangeable, okay? And when I say movement, it's something completely different. Movement liter- literally just means moving your body. Exercise and working out would be putting your body under um, planned stress. So resistance exercise, cardio, like if you're going for a run or rowing or if you do like a fitness class that isn't necessarily weights. Like one of my clients is kickboxing. So like something like that would classify in this. Um, cycling, did I say that already? I forget. But all the, all those things. Planned training, more intense training would be exercise and working out. Movement, on the other hand, is just moving your touch. So if you're going for a walk, we're not gonna count that as exercise. We're just gonna count that as movement, daily movement. So let's start by saying, as a human being, we all should be moving daily. And I just actually, I guess I'm going to give you guys some context as to my perspective on all these things. So I look at, I am a person who enjoys science, but nothing drives me crazier than when people classify themselves as like evidence-based whatever. So in the health and fitness space, there's uh they're like actually studying resistance exercise now, like strength training, lifting weights, which is really, really cool. But then people will fall into these like camps of being evidence-based weightlifters, I guess you could call it. I don't really know. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the issue with that is there's so many variables when they take one of these studies. So they could take like a, 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 a trial with 20 individuals and of these 20, 10 of them will be experienced in the gym. The other 10 will not be. And they'll class, and they're just trying to see like muscle activation of the chest muscles on a dumbbell bench press versus a barbell bench press in these twenty individuals, without fully recognizing the factor that it is of someone's training experience. If you were to take me four years ago and measure my own muscle activation, probably in just about any muscle, but we'll just stick with the chest for now because I know a lot of people struggle to feel their chest. I know I certainly did. Four years ago versus today would be a night and day difference. And I would be willing to bet everything I have, which isn't a lot, on the fact that uh, a scientific study that they hooked me up to computers and tested me, their difference would be so significant that it would be crazy. Four years ago versus today. And so when it comes to these things, it's important to understand, like when you hear people talk like, reference science there are so many variables when it comes to research papers and whatnot but my frame of reference usually is like okay what how is the human body supposed to function and how can we get as damn near close to close to that as we possibly can from where we are whoever we is so for me it would be me and then for my clients i'm like okay you my ex this client x wants to lose 25 pounds okay how can we get how can we get her to this 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 place of as close to optimal as her body is supposed to function 
Okay, so that's like usually my frame of reference. It's like, so I like to evaluate all of the systems within the body. So you're like, I, last week, we, we dove into the four major hormones when it comes to weight loss and weight gain. How are those supposed to communicate with one another? How's your brain supposed to communicate with your body? How's your lymphatic system supposed to drain the toxins from your system? How's your nervous system supposed to function, which really just says your brain connected to your body? Um, your digestive tract, like how are all these systems supposed to be? Like in, in an ideal world, how are these systems supposed to be? And then we just try to get as close to that as we possibly can. Instead of like looking at a research paper that says, okay, blueberries and strawberries both have vitamin C antioxidants in it. But blueberries are way higher. Therefore, you should eat that because this one study um, said, showed that these 15 individuals absorbed more vitamin C from the blueberries. But there's like so many factors. Like, What's the difference in the gut microbiome of those 15 individuals? What was the difference between the people, the strawberry group and the blue, the blueberry group? And so anyway, the point is, like just we want to get to a place where it's what, what, how is the human body supposed to function? And how can we get as close to that as we possibly can? Scientific studies are great, but there's just so many variables that we can't necessarily account for. So this is my rule of thumb for myself. And I'll just pass along to you guys. Take it with a grain of salt. Take it all with a grain of salt because there's a lot of studies that show that coffee is not good for you and they can suck my penis. Uh, yeah, I like coffee. So, okay. So with all that being said, now that I got that out of the way, movement and exercise, um, a clarified move, uh, exercise and working out are going to be the same thing and movement is just daily movement. So with that being said, every human being is supposed to move daily. I don't care how overweight you are. I don't care how your genetics are or your family history, or you could be on your deathbed right now. Your body is still technically designed for movement, not to be cooped up in a bed. You know, now I'm not saying that like, if you have a cancer diagnosis, you should go run around and lift weights. I'm just saying your body is still designed for movement. That's what our bodies are literally designed for. You know, that's why we have shoulder joints that can reach over our head and hips that can almost like damn near close to like turn completely back like our the capacity of your body to move is phenomenal um and so we're all designed for movement so we should be getting some type of movement in every single day that's why one of the things we talk about a lot in my coaching program is just daily movement like a daily movement practice and so when we evaluate these things um daily movement could be just going for a walk a lot of my clients have actually picked up the rope. Like if you've seen me on uh, online with my rope, getting into some flow, uh, that could be classified in there. Now you could also use that for specific training, but I personally just use it to move my body a little more, get the get the gears lubricated. You know what I mean? But doing things around the house, like uh, whether it's gardening, yard work, other yard work, um, chores around the house, cooking, stuff like that. Like you're, that's movement. It's not exercise. And so let's come back. Okay, so I think I've got it a little bit more clear on difference between movement and exercise slash working out, right? Working out, exercise is going to be a little bit more stress on the body. Um, we're looking for an adaptation. Maybe that's a good way to describe it. Working out and exercise, we're looking for an adaptation. And so what does that mean? What that means is for those of you who are looking to lose fat, um, maybe tone up a little bit, you're looking for a new adaptation from your body. So think about it like you're, you just bought Silly Putty and it just came in like a little little tube and when you take it out, it just looks like the tube. 
Now, what you're going to do is you're going to adapt it to the way you want it to look next. So maybe you want to make it look like a penis. So you start to make the little testicles, and then you, you draw the head and all the things. And so you make the silly putty into a penis. You just create an adaptation within the silly putty. And we want to do the same thing with your body. We want to do the same thing with your body. And so how do we do that? We expose your body to specific stressors. We expose your body to specific stressors. These specific stressors are going to give you the adaptation you're looking for, assuming all the other variables are accounted for. And so what does that mean? What that means is the stressor in this case that we're going to use to give you the response you're looking for is strength training. We're going to lift some weights so we can build some muscle. When we build some muscle, your body theoretically will get better at utilizing energy for food, energy from food. Um, it'll get better at utilizing the fat stored on your body as energy. So you'll quote unquote burn fat. And um, we will target specific muscles and specific ways to get you to look the way that you're looking to look. And in the meantime, if you have uh, joint pain and stuff like that, you can train to strengthen up your body. You can get a new adaptation. So the way you're living, so if you have knee and back pain right now, you're 30, 40 pounds of overweight. Your body has adapted to your current lifestyle. So being sedentary, if you're sitting down a lot, there's a good chance that's playing a huge role in your back and your knee pain. Um, your body is becoming solidified, so to speak, in those positions. Now you can still totally do something about it. That's why that word solidified, I use it very loosely. Um, your body's adapted to your current lifestyle. Now what we wanna do is we're gonna, again, expose your body to new stressors. So sitting down for prolonged periods of time is gonna be a stressor. We're not meant to sit down for eight, nine hours a day. So we wanna expose it to a new stressor. We wanna get into strength training. You could do some cardio and stuff like that, but again, a completely different adaptation. You're exposing your body to a different stressor, okay? So I just wanted to touch base on what that really means and what we're doing in the gym and what, when we do these things because it's important to understand um, and the reason for this is because a lot of people think, okay, I just gonna eat, I need to eat less and move more, and I can do a lot of cardio and I'll burn a lot of calories. Perfect, that's my game plan. No, because burning more calories through cardio is not what you're looking for. Because your body will burn; it'll burn more calories, and it'll also burn the muscle tissue that you have. And you're trying to build. If you are just burning all these calories all day, it's your body has to pull the energy from somewhere and it will find a way to do it. It will find a way to do it through a process. I just like saying this word through a process called gluconeogenesis. Your body will literally take the, the muscle and turn it into proteins, the amino acids, and then use it as sugar to fuel you. It'll convert the beautiful thing we call muscle tissue into sugar, glucose, carbs, and give you energy. And that's not what we want. Okay. So. We understand now that we're looking for a new adaptation. So we don't need a lot of cardio. I'm not saying cardio isn't helpful. I'm not saying cardio is not helpful. It is good for health. But I'm saying is if you're just looking for like body changes, you just need to lift weights and move your body daily. Daily walks, people. Daily walks. I'm going to go hard and fuck on this. Daily walks. And every one of my clients, because I have someone who's like, okay, I want to push the intensity. Cool. You need to eat more food. If you want to do more cardio, you have to eat more food. You have to. You have to fuel. You have to supply your body with the necessary nutrients it's going to require in order to do more cardio on top of the strength training you're already doing. So now, all of this being said, 
Now, how much, give me the fucking answer, Tyler. How much exercise do I need to do? Every client I work with is is between two to four strength training um, sessions a week. And the four people who do like four are usually people who are on the younger end, who their body can handle the stressors more. And I'm just going to say this, not that it matters that much. Um, usually it's guys. Usually it's guys. Not all the time, but usually it's guys. So somewhere between two to four seems to be the sweet spot. If you're older and you don't even care about getting that bit, you just want to do it for health, go to the gym twice a week and then move your body on other days. Two to three days a week is going to be the sweet spot for most of you. Most of you. You can do two to three full body training sessions a week. That's all the stressors that your body is going to need. That's it. That is it. You do not need more. And so from there, what you want to do is just plug the off days in. Well, maybe with some like mobility work, you go do some yoga. That'd be great. It's chill. It's it's passive. It's relaxing movement. It's easing tension in your body. Just regular mobility work. A lot of my clients do a lot of mobility work. And I do, of course. Um, that's also great. Again, relaxing way to move your body, rope flow, walking, man, walking is so good. People walking is so good. And so the whole reason I'm bringing all this up is I talk to a lot of people. I've heard this my entire life who say they'll go, you know, I don't know. They'll move. They'll help somebody move. They'll help somebody move and be like, okay, well, I got my exercise in for the day. I'm sorry. But that's not how this works. <laughs> you were just moving your body more. That is not exercise in the way we're referring to it here. And that's why I want to be cl- very clear on the way I'm defining this from the beginning. Because helping someone move, doing yard work is not exercise. Sure, you're moving your body, you're burning calories, but it's important to understand what we're doing in the gym. It's important to understand what we're doing in the gym. And what we're doing in the gym is we're looking for that adaptation. We're looking from the response from the stressor that is lifting weights so that your body can respond to the stressor and you will come back stronger. That's how we build muscle. We place stress on the system, i.e. your muscular system. Your body senses a stressor, you eat, you sleep well, you hydrate, and then your body's like, okay, we need to come back stronger so that we can handle this next time. And you do that on a long enough timeline, you just continue to build muscle and build muscle and build muscle and build muscle. But it requires the entire picture. You need to expose your body to the stressor. First things first. If we're going to lift weights, we need to expose your body to the stressor. Then you need to recover. So you need to, like doing mobility work and stretching, like yoga, that's why yoga can be so uh, beneficial for this, is because it will not only unwind some of the, the tightness that you may occur from training, but it will also relax your body. But then you want to hydrate your, your tissues. Your body needs hydration. You need good quality sleep. Your hormones need to be in a relatively balanced place. And so let me actually tie this all back into the same thing we talked about last week, because there's tons of you and i know you're listening right now who can't lose fat who you're you're doing the things you think you're eating healthy you're 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 working out you're moving your body routinely and you're still not losing fat well well this is why it's very important to distinguish the difference between exercise and movement working out and movement because exercise as i've stated is a stressor And if you're somebody who already has hormonal issues, stressing your body out more and more and more and more is not the answer. That's why working out six, seven days a week is not going to help the overwhelming majority of us because it's a stressor. 
It's a stressor. And again, stress is good in the system. I'm not saying it's bad, but if you're already stressed out a lot of the time, and then you go lift weights or go for a run on your off days, but you're, and you're always pushing this intensity, your cortisol levels are going to be elevated, which is going to throw everything off. It's going to, it's going to disrupt your melatonin levels, which are supposed to help you sleep at night. It's going to disrupt your leptin levels, which helps uh, signal satiety and being full. And then what happens? Well, then if your leptin levels are thrown off because your cortisol throws off, it's thrown off because you've heard that you have to eat less and move more. And by eating less, you're also stressing your system out more. And what you're doing by exposing your body to that kind of stressor is you're getting your body better at utilizing less energy, i.e. food, by reducing the food down. So by doing all these things, you're exposing your body to a new stressor. You're messing your hormones up all because you've heard your whole life. And like, look, I'm not trying to knock anybody who's heard this because I've heard it a million times and it drives me bonkers shit these days when I hear it. Um, you got to eat less and move more. And that is not the whole picture that we have. We have not been told the whole picture. So two to three days. So come back to the point. Two to three days of resistance exercise. Pick some full body days. You know, hip hinge, squat, push add some rotation in there, add some lateral side to side movements. If you have specific injuries and you have specific goals, so you want like toned arms and you add some, um, uh, add like two to three, uh, Jesus, Tyler, use your words, accessories in there. So then you'll isolate your arms a little bit more. Um, isolate your abs a little bit more. If you want to work on that, if you have knee pain, work on knee flexion. So hamstring curls type of thing. Again, you want to rotate, especially if you got joint pain. That's a whole topic for a different day. I have been trying to figure out how to dissect how I program and it's so just innately ingrained in me. We will get it out of my head though, I promise. And then um, two to three days of that on your off days, do yoga, mobility work, walking, um, buy a rope guys. I'm telling you, it's such an awesome just flow tool. Connect you with your body, um, helps with neuroplasticity, helps uh, with, I'm gonna call it brain symmetry. Apparently it helps connect your left and right hemispheres of your brain. I'm like, yo, that's pretty cool. Gotta learn more about that. But anyway, just really, really awesome tool to add into your arsenal for health and longevity. Again, I'm talking about health and longevity here. You know, your goals might be fat loss and uh, whatnot, but like decreasing body fat will help improve your health. And so building muscle is going to help us with that. No doubt about that. But sacrificing all of the other components of health in the process is not going to help. And so if you're somebody out there who is working out four or five, six days a week, and you're not seeing any results, I think Einstein or one of the smart people had a quote. It's like uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Just because conventional wisdom and doctors and people of authority are telling us that we just need to eat less and move more, um, just because they're saying that doesn't make it necessarily true. A lot of what they're taught in medical school is outdated for one. Number two, they're not really taught about nutrition or exercise in the way that even I was through where I got certified and whatnot. And so it's important to keep that in mind. I'm not, they, I mean, most of them might have good intentions. I don't actually know. Um, I don't think they're trying to kill people, but a lot of this, is, this advice is outdated and it's not helping us. It is not helping us. If you want to lose fat and you want to do it the right way, if you want help, I have coaching spots available. Head to the link in my bio. You can uh, read about my program and you can set up a consultation. But if you want to do that on your own, two to three days of resistance exercise a week is going to be your sweet spot. Move your body daily on other days, walking, rope flow, yoga, mobility, stuff like that. 
doesn't have to be intense. You don't want to spike your cortisol. You don't want to go crazy elevated cortisol levels all day, every single day. And that's how a lot of, if you're storing a lot of abdominal belly fat, you probably are, you probably are dealing with to some degree, I'm not a doctor, I can't diagnose this, um, of elevated cortisol levels. And that's going to throw everything else off, everything else off. And you can start to address that. I'm actually going to be sending out an email, bless this week, my first one, give you some tips on how to do that. Maybe I'll talk about it next week. So anyway, guys, that's the thing. That's it right there. So when it comes to exercise and movement, first off, let's distinguish the difference. Exercise is more intense stress on your system, and we're looking for an adaptation. We're looking for a change in your body from the resistance exercise. Movement is just moving your body. Yard work, gardening, housework, that is not exercise. That is not exercise. Stop justifying the fact that you did something that day by doing yard work. That's not exercise. It's not the same thing, and we all know it. Now, you're taking responsibility. You're doing all the things. Like That's cool. But at the same time, it, they're not the same thing, and don't justify it to yourself anymore. Don't, please, please don't justify it to yourself anymore um, because it's not going to give you the response you're looking for. If you want fat loss, if you want to build some muscle, if you want to be strong, then you need to lift weights two to three times a week doesn't have to be every day. All right, guys, that's it. I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you all for tuning in. That's it. That's all. Peace out. Oh, wait, if you guys can leave a rate review on iTunes. And now that's it. That's all. Check out the links in the show notes for whatever else. Peace.